0: guys, welcome back. It is Caitlin and we are here with 26 Pythagoras. How are you doing?
1: Hey, what's up Caitlin? Thanks for having me on.
0: No worries. How's your day going?
1: Uh, it's going pretty good. It's still a little early over here on the East Coast in the States, but uh, we're good. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to be here with you this morning.
0: Good. I'm glad that you're, you know, able to come and have a chat with me. So I just wanted to know actually from like kind of our first and where did the name yeah. um, Pythagoras kind of come from?
1: Yeah, no doubt. So Pythagoras is an ancient philosopher. And actually, the work of like Socrates and Aristotle and some of the more renowned names you might know, all that's based on Pythagoras's work. And at some point in the last few years, um, I changed my name. Actually, I went to LA and I worked with a a known artist and my name kind of blew up a little and I didn't have control of my brand enough on social media. So there became all these people imitating my name in some variations, so I had to change my name, and I'm a religious person really, and the industry kind of hates what's good and kind of loves what feels good but isn't good all the time, and I always struggled with that between the person I was and who they wanted me to be, and so when I changed my name, I wanted I wanted it to be something that meant something to me, so I chose Pythagoras. It's very unique. There's no other Pythagoras is that make music that I'm aware of.
0: And so, like, what was your main reason for doing that? Like, is it anything specific to you? Because I know that he's obviously an like, religion and, like...
1: So, yeah, I went through... Uh, I've gone through two awakenings in my life, and the second one I've gone through, I actually discovered Pythagoras um he Pythagoras wrote the western scale of music that it's based on he's the one that discovered that there's only so many variants of octaves or tones yeah and as I started I went through my second awakening I was looking at music and how there's only so big of a scale and how if you could understand music you could read one of the patterns of the universe music is a universal pattern sound is itself our ears just recognize sound but there's only so many octaves in existence and when i tried to start researching this it brought me to pythagoras and i was like wow he figured this shit out so <laughs> most people know pythagoras from a squared plus b squared equals c squared that's pythagoras Love triangles,
0: yeah <laughs> yeah he
1: was a mathematician if you watch my videos on youtube you'll be watching one of my songs and it'll take you into some crazy video on like calculus <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's cool. But with my old name, because other people were using a different variant of my name, you would watch my videos and sometimes it would take you to their videos. Yeah. And then it, used to, it used to make me mad. So I got into branding and was like, man, I need something unique. So I threw a number on there and the number is like a whole story in itself. But the whole Pythagoras thing was it's a spiritual thing with me and i wanted to bring recognition to who he was as a philosopher i wanted my name to be unique and i wanted it to mean something to me
0: no definitely that's so funny because i was going to say like he obviously influenced like aristotle and things and then all of like kind of western philosophy kind of came from that and i was going to ask if he influenced you and he obviously has
1: yeah no totally like i have socrates tattooed on my arm yeah he was he used to be my favorite philosopher and then i learned that Socrates' work was all based on Pythagoras's work. In Pythagoras' work, and Pythagoras, it's really hard to find information on them. There's not a lot of content. Most of it comes from the people that followed his teaching coming after that. Yeah. So, and, it's, it's, hidden, and it, it's kind of hidden, and it's kind of occultic, and that's what the word occult means, it's hidden, and I always found that fascinating. You know, yep. any time in the world when you're trying to find information, and they're like hiding it from you, it's usually for a reason.
0: I also kind of feel like he was born in 570 BC and he died in 495 BC. So that was like a long time ago for that to be like documented, you know, and survive. So I think it's yeah. interesting and everyone kind of twists and turns it their own way. So I think, no, it's definitely something like worth looking into a bit more than just, you know, triangles. <laughs> you no, know, it totally is. like like uh, the whole,
1: path- they call it the Pythagorean group of thought. That's what like Western philosophy was based on and me being someone who kind of studied religion and philosophy, when I learned this, I was shocked that it wasn't until I was 30 years old or whatever that I learned about Pythagoras. I'm like, whoa, this dude is like the grandmaster of it all, <laughs> and here they've been telling me about him, you know, so.
0: No, definitely. That's so funny, though. But, like, that's that's so interesting that that's kind of, like, your interest as well as obviously being fucked off that people are, like, kind of... Take him what you had, like, named yourself. Yeah.
1: My old, uh, one uh, not my old manager, but someone I worked with at Dayton Studios, he had told me when I changed my name, he's like, I don't like it. He's like, I don't even know how to pronounce it. But I'll tell your listeners something about branding is you can't copyright a name or a title. My name could be, my mom could have named me Marshall Mathers, and I could name myself that, and nobody, there's nothing anybody could do. That's my name. Um, so... When it comes to branding, that's why you put numbers in your name or you add YBN or NBA Youngboy, Montana 300. They do these things to make their name and their brand more specific and hard to imitate. There's no other 26 Pythagoras. And if somebody came and tried to be 26 Pythagoras, I could probably pretty easily make a case to sue them because it's too specific for you to accidentally have imitated
0: it. Yeah. So what is the story behind 26?
1: So 26 is, like, the number's 26. My kid's mom, who I'm not with, we haven't been together for years, but she's one of my best friends. She's born on February 6th. And yeah. she has all these crazy connections to the number 26. Um, She she texted me yesterday. She, like, adds up the letters in her name. Everything equals 26. Her grandparents died 26 weeks apart. Her everything is 26, and she's had it for years. And, like, it'll be 3 in the morning. I'll get a text This plus this plus this, it's like her, the year she's born, add up with the days, somehow minus this plus this equals 26. So she's kind of into numerology. Yeah. Um, When I changed my name, I knew I wanted to add a number, and 26 was like something that she really believed in, and... I wanted it I I don't know if I understand it as much as she does but I know that I believe she believes it if that makes sense at all like yeah and so I incorporated it into my name as the number we, she always jokes with me like you stole my number <laughs> <And> <laughs> like. but she supported me a lot when we were coming up you know like I we had three boys I have three sons they're nine eight and seven and like being a musician and an artist like there was times like we spent rent money on studio times and like all kinds of stuff we've just been through so much and she supported me and she supported my music so now I actually have a LLC a business called 26 Pro Media where I do my promoting and stuff from that and um, I've kind of used the number in my whole dynamic my whole career that I've made and I hope even if she never has to say it to me like it means something to her that i did use that number you know what i'm saying
0: yeah definitely okay that's so interesting so like obviously you're kind of just put out a song with um lil flip how did you guys like kind of meet
1: oh lil flip so lil (laughs) flip that's funny how that even happened is i got uh i got an email from somebody pretending to be lil flip and it said hey I'm looking for features, send me some of your shit, if it's dope, we can work. And I was like, oh my god, this is Lil Flip, like, this is my dude, you know, I've been listening to Lil Flip since I was 15. So I posted on my story on Instagram, I like, kind of cut out some parts and was like, and I tagged Lil Flip, and I was like, bet, we working. The real Little Flip hit me up and was like, hey, that's not really me. Don't let him because there's lots of scammers. It. I don't know if you see it online a lot, but being an artist, like there's so many scams out there, and people will imitate other artists. So when I seen it was a scam, I was like, damn, he's like, I was like, will you check my page out? When I asked him that, he sent me his manager's link, his manager's number, and was like, have your manager hit my manager up. And that's really how it happened. So it's funny, it was a fake email that led me to posting that, that even got his attention, that put us in contact with each other. So it's funny how life works. It was a cooler story, like I was at the club and this and that, but no, it was a fake email, and I was lit, and I'm like, hell yeah, and then... You know, people are, you'd be surprised. Like, that's one thing I love about Instagram is I've been able to connect with some of my favorite artists. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really want to get on your show and name drop and stuff, but, like, some of my idols and people that I've just looked up to, I've listened to, and Little Flip's one of them. He's, like, a legend to me. As far as I'm concerned, like, I've made it in my genre because I went from listening to his music as a kid to having a song with him, so I don't know. You know what more there is. The only thing I'm missing right
0: now is the money. Yeah. Like they need to pay <laughs> me. Well, I was but listening. That's it... crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I was listening <laughs> it this morning, and I was like, "Oh, that's actually like quite cute." Because you know, like you've like sampled obviously Californication and that little riff at the start. And kind of all the way through, I was like, "Okay, I'm still into that." So you
1: caught that, yeah? Yeah. So it's a Cash Money APB. He's a dope producer. We have a few different tracks with him. He's definitely one of my favorite producers. And yeah, he got that sample from Red Hot Chili Peppers. So I don't even know how much that shit must have cost him, but I'm sure he paid (laughs) an arm and leg for it.
0: Yeah, because I heard it straight away, and I was like, "Oh my god, (laughs) total babe."
1: Well, what can I can I ask you? What n- made you name the podcast "Girl Wasted"?
0: Yeah, well, actually,
1: and are you wasted right now?
0: Um, unfortunately, no. I'm not wasted. No, <laughs> wasted <laughs> in like a whole other sense, but not steaming drunk. So, <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> um, so it's like a
1: metaphorical wasted.
0: Yeah, like, oh, do you know what? Like, let's just get fucking into it. I used to study art <laughs> uh, way back, and I'd done this like kind of big acrylic piece and there's, like, smoke coming at the girl's eyes, and, like, a big stamp right across the bottom of the painting, and it says, like, White Girl yeah. Wasted or whatever. And it just kind of came from that. Everybody was like, oh, like, you should put that on a T-shirt, you should do this, you should do that. And I was like, right, okay, okay. Um, so this was, like, kind of being slowly kind of burning in the background, and then it just became a whole thing. I just called it, like, Girl Wasted Couture for, like, loads of, like, all the kind of um clothing stuff and then design stuff that I do, and then... Um, had a little bit of a mishap with somebody pinching some stuff, and then I was like, fuck it, like, let's get a podcast on the go, like, and I am, as, like, a job, I'm a beauty therapist, so I talk to people constantly, and I have, like, a lot of people that just literally listen to me talk shit all the time, (laughs) so, um, I was like, fuck it, let's make a podcast, and that's kind of what's just kind of spiralled, and it's just this kind of, like, fun, no shit taken, like, just a vibe. (laughs)
1: So, do you? What's the hip hop scene like in Scotland?
0: Um, honestly, I don't really know. Um, I think that's more kind of English territory. Like a lot of them, yes. I don't think there's too many kind yeah. of like Scottish hip hop artists or like rappers or anything that I've come across personally. Um, it's definitely right. more kind of English.
1: But like the UK scene for hip hop is huge.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys
1: like right next door.
0: Oh, definitely. Like. So we like as part of the UK, there's like England, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland. But like Scotland, I don't think I really there's nothing that's like mega big. Well, only
1: half of Ireland to be correct, right? Yeah, half. (laughs) the other <laughs> half like we don't fuck with y'all
0: no <laughs> we're like no no keep them out <laughs> i don't know which side
1: i'm from i'm just playing like you're totally right but i've heard it i've heard a story one time that um this theologian was out in ireland and he got approached by it was one side of the other and they put a gun to him and they said do you believe in god or they asked it was because they wore they were catholic and protestant stuff so yeah and, and he, he asked him, he's like, is your God the God of the Catholics or the God of the Protestants? He's like, I don't believe in God. And they're like, well, do you not believe in the Catholic God or not believe in the Protestant God? Like, And the joke is just to exemplify that at some point it wasn't about the issue and it just became like a war and shit. So I don't know if that's Northern Ireland or Southern Ireland, but I know – the uk owns half of that shit and the other half is like not down with them
0: yeah i'm pretty sure it's the northern we have and then the south because there's that kind of like divide it's a whole issue
1: (laughs) Um, so is is southern ireland like the foothills and the farmers and the rebels and shit like that
0: um i don't really know honestly um right but yeah
1: well what part of scotland are you near like are you up in the mountains with goats or are you like in the city
0: um, up, you know, up the goats for my, my haggis and all that? No, no, um, I'm in the city, I'm in Glasgow, so, Glasgow... Oh,
1: shit, that's beautiful, I've seen pictures of where you live.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, um, I'm in Glasgow, which is just, like, neighbouring Edinburgh.
1: Hey, where's the Loch Ness Monster? I'm sorry if that's silly. That's, but like...
0: Is that that's near up. You? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, at <laughs> Loch Lomond, kind of, I'm near there, but Loch Ness is, like, further up.
1: So okay. like I was a history honors and I skipped geography, if that makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> They're like all my other friends went to geography freshman year, and I like went to like history honors class, but I never had geography. So yeah, there's that. I also got my GED in prison. So how
0: long like, were you in prison
1: I'm a for? Owner. How long? Yeah. I was in prison for five years consecutively, actually. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I definitely had a mixed-up childhood and shit. We're not going to turn this into a Dr. Phil segment, but um, <laughs> I did not have a good life growing up. Let me be the first to say that. Yeah. And I made some questionable decisions when I was young, but it's crazy because I wouldn't be the artist I am if I didn't go to prison for five years. Like, yeah. I did talent shows in there, and I just rode and rode, and i used to use vocabulary builders and study the fucking dictionary and shit like i knew i wanted to be a rapper pretty much my whole life so
0: oh well that's good then like you know all these kind of highs and lows like they do kind of like put things in perspective don't they
1: yeah totally you need if it wasn't for all the shitty times i wouldn't even enjoy the good times like yeah. i only love my life so much right now because of how hard my life's been to get here you know
0: hmm. no i totally get yeah so like just super quick, cause your song below flip is called Virgo.
1: Oh, Virgo, yes.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay, so what? What is your star sign?
1: I'm a Scorpio, actually. Are you
0: actually? <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm a Scorpio. Um, there's that. And the song Virgo, uh, the person who I wrote the song about in her relationship in my verse, that she was a Virgo. Yeah. So. I kind of had like an entanglement earlier this year and she's still with her baby dad. We've known each other for years and always had chemistry and stuff and we got involved and she wasn't happy and that happens in relationships cause those are hard. And, yeah. uh, I kind of made her happy, made her love herself a lot and that's a gift that I have. That's cool. And, um, we were supposed to be together, and she was kind of stalling on it. And I kind of jumped the gun. I was drinking one day, and I hit a mutual friend up and kind of put all the cards out to listen to me and her been together this long. If you don't tell my I will kind of put everything out there. So then everyone and well, then she tried to cut me off and was like, "You." She was really mad at me, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like, I I'm salty as fuck, like. And so I get on my social media and my Facebook, and I kind of put it all on blast. And we all have mutual friends in Dayton, where we're from. And then, you know, I'm like on Facebook Live trying to find her house. And wow. find her baby dad. And, yeah, it was nuts for a little bit. Um, but... You know, that's a, love does that shit to you when you care about somebody. I mean, people look at... I've seen some of my best friends in the worst fights with each other, and I know at the end of the day, like, they love each other. Yeah. So none of it was from the wrong place. I think I was hurt, she was hurt. But I published a song. Actually, if you listen to it all the way at the end, there's some voicemails from her I put on the song.
0: Yeah, I was actually going to ask who that was. So that's the ghetto yeah. that you were involved with. Yeah, that's, ah,
1: that's okay. Virgo. <laughs> I called her from my girlfriend's phone a few weeks ago and was like, did you hear the track track? And she's like, you're an asshole. I'm like, did your baby dad listen to it? <laughs> she's like, who the fuck phone you calling me from? I'm like my girlfriend's like my girl sitting there laughing and shit. Like, so it's all love. It wasn't a disrespect thing. I actually wrote a second verse to that and I dropped it so I could put flip on the track But if you listen to it, a lot of it was just real true, man. And people in relationships, you know, they tend to take shit for granted. And it's easier on the outside looking in when you've known someone for years. And I could, you know, I could tell you 20 things about her that are amazing and I don't need her in front of me. But what I'm saying is relationships, when you're with somebody every day and you kind of fall into the mundane of getting complacent and comfortable and taking it for granted – you know whatever relationships are hard so i'm not here to knock him or her like she's dope and i'm glad that i was able to make a dope song out of the whole experience
0: not sure what i was expecting because obviously it's kind of different from the stuff that you have like on your instagram and i was yeah. like okay yeah. on like repeat like <laughs> just less than it
1: so yeah i struggle i'm like bipolar writing like because i'm from the streets you know and but at the same time, that's not what I wish to exemplify. I don't care how hard my life's been. I don't care how much drugs I've had to sell or things I've had to do and compromise in my life. That's not what I want for somebody else. But at the same time, it's also a part of who I am. So yeah. I struggle as an artist in what message I convey in my music.
0: I kind of think like you do need to kind of like own and show like where you come from and like your experiences, and then kind of like make sure that that still comes across. But. I get what you mean it's that kind of like I don't want to like encourage this but I don't want people to not know where this is coming from yeah
1: well when when writing like the best advice I can give anybody is to be yourself and to write about what you know Mm -hmm. and so that's why you still hear those street elements in my shit but I also know God and I also know love and I also know philosophy and I understand myself and I'm self-aware and I have a responsibility you know I'm gonna die one day and whether however it works you know my life and soul could be judged and I can't go before God and say well I didn't know any better cause I did yeah. you know what I mean and so at the same time I'm stuck in this world and it's a cold world so if you put my back against the wall like I'll blow my motherfucker's head off if I had to defend my family if a motherfucker trying to kill me I ain't gonna let a motherfucker kill me it's oh it's lights out I'm not gonna think twice and I'm still going to be that same person. So I had to become comfortable with knowing that I love God and I will also kill a motherfucker if I have to. <laughs> like, Do you know? if
0: that makes sense at all. <laughs> 100%, that does make sense. I think that's that's mm-hmm. fair. As long as you're self-aware and you kind of know what, what the script is with your own self and it sits right with you, then that's the main thing, 100%. 100%. <laughs>
1: Um, I said since you do your podcast, you stay pretty current on on uh, rap and hip-hop culture?
0: Um, I stay, honestly, pretty kind of, like, up to speed with most things. Um, I'm constantly kind of just, like, bobbing about I'm always on social media um, and always, like, kind of on, like, the socials, like Twitter and all that and kind of just seeing what's up and coming and what who's following who and who's kind of... Just to kind of see did, what's coming up. Did
1: Pop Smoke, when, when Pop Smoke died, did that kind of hit you guys hard out there, too? i'm curious or like what was the response when nipsey died
0: i'm not sure i honestly i'm not sure because i'm not super into like deep deep in does that make sense i think obviously different places have different kind of like um so someone really really big over here like it's kind of like grime would be like stormzy um who else do we have like i can't even think right now
1: yeah who's like the drake of the uk
0: Um, I would say Drake. (laughs) He's he's super big over here. Yeah, like he's he's out here all the time. So we've got like
1: um, who's like the biggest rapper from the UK? Probably Stormzy.
0: Probably Stormzy. Yeah.
1: Look him up. What is that? Stormzy.
0: Stormzy. Um. So. Uh,
1: we're about to find them. Dude, my manager is, like, a miracle worker. I'll be like, hey, you know Stormzy, can we get a feature? And then he'll, like, <laughs> he'll be on top of it. He'll get a hold of the dude's people and like, he just emailed Rick Ross for me the other day. Like, Stormzy, there he goes. Oh, isn't KSI from the UK? He's pretty big. I know KSI. Yeah. Right. I should be like, duh. Like... <laughs> Well, that's why I was like, I wonder, because I know Pop Smoke, like, he kind of, like, the whole UK drill sound, Pop Smoke kind of, like, brought yeah. that out here. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, what's huge right now It yeah. is UK drill. Like...
0: <laughs> I'm loving that you're, like, super into all of this. I have one question, though, because I was doing a nose earlier on, and there's one, yeah. like, video you've got up. I think it's from a couple of years ago, and you're wearing, like, a giraffe top, so like, I'm wearing a giraffe top. Yeah. So are you like yeah. really and ent- giraffes? Do you like, yeah. like giraffes?
1: I think it's a lion. I think I, th- yeah, I think it's a lion actually. But no, giraffes are dope, man. What are you talking about? If I was a giraffe, for one always high. Get it? Like they be high as fuck. That's what we say. Like, man, do you smoking? Like you I'm a, I'm hired in giraffe pussy right now. Like but um no, I think that's a lion. But drafts are dope. I ain't got no problem with drafts and their purple tongues and shit. Drafts like, <laughs> <laughs> are beastly since we're talking about it. Like, I was just at the zoo last year. I was pretty close to some drafts. And those things are fucking beasts. Like, their kids are like 14 feet tall.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've got some fucking length of neck on them, so.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, I'm actually really, like, I'm a sucker for, like, animals and nature and shit. I watched. Uh, planet earth and nature programs and shit like i don't know i like to learn i like anything that teaches me something i hate wasting time i hate wasting my life
0: no that's fair i think i think you're doing it you kind of keep like current and figure out what the fuck's going on and see like what's happening run about you know
1: what did you? Oh, you know what? He did. I played her. You're right. There, I do have a draft shirt. It was an LRG giraffe shirt. Yeah. She's like, I'm not dumb. I know what a line in a giraffe looks like. Okay, you're right. <laughs> I did have a draft shirt. Yeah, it was LRG. I got that a couple years ago. I just gave that to my nephew and shit. I have a really bad problem of buying nice shit and like giving it away to people. Like yeah. I'm that guy. Like I will give someone the shirt off my back if they like it. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. It's
0: cute, though, because it's obviously, like, family, so it's, like, your nephew and things as well.
1: Yeah, well, he's tried to re-gift me things I've given him, too, like, a couple years later. Like, hey, Uncle Sean, you want this hat that's, like, trash that I gave you two years ago? No, I don't want that bag, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I tell you what, like, that's what it's all about. If I can't share it with my family, what's the point of having this shit? Like, 100% yeah
0: so what do you like to do like in your downtime like when you're just chilling what do you what's your kind of favorite thing?
1: downtime oh my gosh I wish I knew what that was <laughs> um, if I have any downtime my girlfriend is totally gonna get that and then really like I go to school full-time for business and then like I have my website that I do promotion for which I, I don't even have the time to like work for more artists helping them because I have a couple that I do and I do my own shit and then I write music every day and I practice my music every day and um I obviously have to keep up on my instagrams I got about like 30 pages I really only use I probably use well I really only use he hate me sp and I use all the other pages I don't really post new content to them I kind of just have them so other people can't ever have them like have a page in my name So i literally have, like, 50 Instagrams. But if you just go on Instagram and type in Ohio rapper one word, you'll literally find, like, 20 of my profiles.
0: Yeah, 20. Yeah,
1: 20. That's that's a lot. We can do it. Yeah, we can do it right now. Actually, I did it to Cassidy last night because he's, like, he's, like, tag a dope artist. So I tagged, like, 10 of my profiles.
0: (laughs) Fair enough.
1: Yeah, fair enough,
0: right. So how are you finding, like, my Scottish accent? Are you finding it quite easy to understand?
1: How am I finding what to understand? <laughs> my accent. Chat?
0: No, my accent.
1: Oh, yeah, your accent. Okay. Well, obviously, I'm having a little trouble because I keep saying, what? But <laughs> I like it. I should have prepared. I should have put Alexa on, like, the UK accent all week. Yeah. It's <laughs> great. Well,
0: it depends because we have so many accents, like... If you go into Edinburgh, they talk slightly differently to, like, how I talk in Glasgow, and then if you go further down or further up, it's mental, like, we don't have much grind to cover. I think
1: this is the part where I I acknowledge... Yeah, I just want to say for men everywhere, accents are totally sexy on chicks, so... I mean, (laughs) if that's what you wanted to know, yes, we love your accent in America, Caitlin. Did I say your name right? Yes, you (laughs) did. Yeah, no, the, the accent's dope, and I think what's crazy you, there's accents out here just between, like, Alabama and Louisiana and, like, Ohio. Like, if you go down south, like, they'll they'll call me a Yankee and shit like that. Like, they'll know I'm not from the down south. Or when I go out to L.A., like, they all know, like, I'm from the east coast somewhere. Ohio's actually midwest. I'm totally uh, more <laughs> midwest. But New York is totally dope. Have you ever gotten to like, come to America yet?
0: I have, actually. Um, I was in New York City, and then we were we drove through to um, Washington, D.C., but we stopped off in Philadelphia. I ran up the Rocky Steps, done some cute shit. Um, And while I was in D.C., you know how, like, obviously, like, um, New York's all, like, yellow taxis, yellow, like, street lamps. And then in Washington, D.C., it's all kind of, like, a mint green taxis and, like, your traffic lights. I was like, oh, my God, it's so much duller here. What the fuck is going on? Like, (laughs) (laughs) but it's all right, because I ended up actually flashing some builders, um, and that was... I was going to say unintentional, but it was intentional at the time. <laughs> so,
1: so, wait, you flashed who?
0: Some builders. They are building uh, outside yeah. our hotel. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just <laughs> dashed.
1: Hey, that's a fucking riot, dude. New York is dope. Like, if you're a city person at all, like, New York is the best place in the world. Like, I love living in New York City. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, It's bloody expensive. I like having space, too. In Ohio, we have, like, huge trees and rivers, and motherfuckers got farms out here and shit. They got (laughs) corn. You be driving and shit, you'll be in the city, and then you'll just be in the middle of cornfields. That's how kind of Ohio is a little bit. But, man, New York is, like, amazing. Oh, no, you said New York, and my mouth's just, like, salivating. I love New York (laughs) City so
0: much. How long did you live in New York for?
1: So I lived in New York for just like three months. I lived in Brooklyn I worked out in Manhattan and then I actually left right before at the end of last year, right around Christmas. So, and then Corona hit like February, March. So I got out of New York city right before Corona hit, if that's crazy enough to imagine.
0: Yeah. How have you found, like, lockdown and everything? Has that totally put a pause on, like, some of your shows and things, or has it not really affected you so well, much?
1: Oh yeah, it's def, it's definitely limited at every industry artist. There are no big major venues right now, you know, and there's smaller clubs that are opening up, and the price for that is crazy. I think the one promoter wanted, like, 1200 to open up for Lil Boosie out here in a club in Ohio, and it's, like... So the venues that are have kind of skyrocketed in value. Um, <clears throat> I mean, in Dayton, you have to wear a mask in all public places and shit. I don't, I don't wear one really. I fucking, I tell them I got asthma and shit. Like, I got of got a problem with people telling me what to do. So I don't know. But if if I really like, if I thought I was sick or something, like I wouldn't go out. I don't know a single person that has coronavirus. Like, I don't even know, like, a friend of a friend. The only people I know that that got that shit around the news, for real. So there's a lot of thought over in America that, like, not that we think it's bullshit, we just think it's something that they're not telling us.
0: Yeah. It's funny, (laughs) though, like, obviously you've just said that you've not, like, really known MD have it, but, like, I have, like, a lot of people that I know that have had it and, like, I've been really sick with it. So it's so, so funny, like, the total flip side of that is, like,
1: so tell me about that. Is it, like, legit? Were they about to die? Was it, like, flu, or what, what was it like for them?
0: So, like, when I work in Glasgow, like, I work with a lot of, like, doctors and things and nurses, um, and a lot of them decided that, like, they were still going to go skiing and things, like, when they were like this kind of started because I think everybody kind of underestimated it um and they said it was really really bad like some of them were in their bed for like two weeks some of them were just like deathly looting and I think it was more of the fear of spreading on like people that had already underlying conditions or like were frail anyway so I think that was where they kind of were more stressed about it but because they were kind of like 30s um 20s to 30s quite fit and healthy generally they just had like a really 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 like kind of Drains really kind of like bad flu almost um but some of them are still saying that they can't taste or smell things properly so it's it's mad how like long it's gone on for you know um and if so, you
1: think... you don't have to answer this but because you said you work in healthcare. um I've heard that there was people that were dying of things that had nothing to do with corona that were being diagnosed as coronavirus. And in America, it's because basically the states get money from the federal government for every single patient that was counted. So basically, the CDC was over here mass reporting deaths. And they were basically hospitals were saying people died of corona when it had nothing to do with corona.
0: Um, it's actually funny you should say that because I saw something on the Joe Rogan podcast that was um Elon Musk had been on and he said something like the guy could die of cancer that he already had and if he had even like a trace of corona he would then be classed as a corona case. Yeah. Um and it's very, very funny because I saw that two weeks before our like person on the news for like our government was like um oh yeah, so you could get hit by a car and if you had corona on you, like, you're a corona death. And I was like, that's fucking mental that he said that two weeks ago. Now you're saying it. And then people have turned around and been like, that's not the case here. Like, people here have died from a corona and it's been corona-related. Whereas, yeah, so I think it's hard to to know what's real and what's not real when it comes to the media and politics because it's all a fucking shit show at the end of the day, you know. So I think just do what you can to stay safe and protect like, the people around you the best that you can that's that's my main advice for it generally with or without corona
1: <laughs> no I totally agree and shout out Joe Rogan and Elon Musk um, <laughs> I actually love that show and Hopefully, shit, I would love to see your subscribers up there in the Joe Rogan land because he's got a bigger platform than fucking Fox News, dude. Like, Joe Rogan's (laughs) the man. And that dude's, like, self-made, too. Like, I got so much respect for the people in this country that just, like went out there and just hustled and worked harder than other people like people ask me all the time like oh how'd you get to where?" bitch I worked my ass off I sat in fucking closets writing music for seven hours at a time every single day for like the past 10 years like that's how I got good you know what I mean like I didn't just wake up and was dope like talent is born but skill is refined 100%.
0: skill, is something,
1: yeah you know like and it's something you had to work at and so I don't know, people want, like, a shortcut all the time. People want the easy way. I used to think that uh, I was so talented that somebody was just going to watch one of my videos on Facebook, and I was going to get a call from fucking Def Jam, and boy, <laughs> it was I misunderstood, and it's just not how the music business works, dude, and, like, as so I was talking to my girl last night, in 2020, when I look at an artist, if you wanted me to rate you and or try to define you in some kind of way as far as where you're at in your career, I'm like... You know, basically, it's like, what does your Instagram page look like? Do you post things on your Instagram besides music? Okay, then that's not an artist page. Do you even have a website? Are you even published on iTunes or Spotify? Do you even know how to get your music distributed? These are the questions I would ask an artist. I don't care how talented you are. Like, yeah. it, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter because talent goes a long way, but it never got me a deal. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, 100 so- I just have one last kind of question. How many tattoos do you have?
1: Oh my gosh, we'd have to count. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I haven't counted in years, but I'll tell you something about my tattoos. They all mean something to me. I got my kids' names on my hands, and the number's 13 and 26. I was born on the 13th, and I have a, a quote by Socrates on my right arm. It says, the unexamined life is not worth living. And, you know, all kinds of stuff. And, I think that when it comes to, like, tattoos and expressing yourself, just like with music, that, like, what you have to say matters. And people should realize that that there, we're always casting a vibration everywhere we go, and, you know, it's our choice what it is. When you meet someone, you could hug them or punch them in the face. Like, what are you going to do? Like, I'd rather hug somebody personally. Like, but if you make <laughs> me, like, I'll punch you, bro. Like, and that's just where I'm at in life. Like, I don't want to be savage, But that is my nature, too. And don't make me be that person. That's how I feel in the industry. Like, y'all are going to give me what the fuck I got coming, or I'm going to take it. But either way, I'm about to get on. Yeah. And so, and I'm just, I try to stay humble. Humility goes so far. Like, I've been from Los Angeles to New York. I've stayed in Skid Row. I've lived in missions in Bedford and Brooklyn. And it's like, wow, dude, when I look at my life and I think, people's people everywhere I go I was never mistreated I never got robbed nowhere nobody ever tried to dump me you know because I didn't disrespect people when I went I carried myself with respect and I'm not gonna let a motherfucker hoe me but I'm not here to try to punk nobody and you know humility goes so far you know like so I would I would just like to say I don't know how much more questions you got for me but I would (laughs) like to take the time um to talk about like the social injustice that's going on over here in America and stuff, and I have friends that are just like, like they see the police and they're just they're dipping on them without warrants because they don't want to get put in a traffic situation. Like yeah. you know, African Americans in our country literally get pulled over at a traffic stop and, like, they're at fear for their life and safety. Like, that video the other day of the kid getting... I think his name is Jacob. Like, he just got shot in Wisconsin like eight times by a cop Like as he's trying to get in his car. And it's like... It's ridiculous to me. I'm like, I can't even believe that, like, these dudes have jobs. I can't even believe that someone would try to argue with me and, like, say that that shit was okay. Because it's not okay. And, like, I see... Being white in America and watching like this whole social injustice movement, there's so many white people that like they're they're backlashing at the situation, and they hear Black Lives Matter and they think, "White well, people get killed by cops too," and all this bullshit. And it's like, hold on, I'm like it's not about you. You feel me? Like, they're not saying white people don't get killed by cops. They're saying that motherfucking black people do, bro. And I seen a quote that said, all lives don't matter until black lives matter. And I was like, wow, doesn't that kind of invite people that all lives matter? You're right, dude, and white lives matter too. But black lives don't matter as much as white lives. And that's what they're saying. And I think as a white person, when, when you get to a level of awareness, when you can see uh, white privilege and mm-hmm. what it is and things like that it took me it took me becoming an adult to really understand it because I grew up in a minority neighborhood in Cleveland and I my I went to an all prominently black church coming up so being somebody that was from the streets from the hood I never had nothing my whole life so don't sit here and tell me that the color of my skin ever got me shit in life because it did not that used to be my attitude but that's not true that's not true at all and a, a white person is way more likely to not get shot in a traffic situation, they don't even white people ain't even scared. They be the ones that's like talking shit back to the police, and then you will you will see a black person like the cops are just ready to shoot with their trigger hat because of this stigma, and I think hip hop. It has its place in it. I mean, these athletes are stepping up, and what are we doing as artists? We're still making fucking music, talking about killing each other, bro. Like, that's all. We as a people need to be a little bit more self-aware and responsible for the culture that we help create. Because Meek Mill said it uh, last week or a couple weeks ago. He said, we set the culture. We create it. We as artists help create the culture and the trends. So that's what I want to say as an artist. Like, if I'm going to create a culture or trend or something, like, I want to be known for the right things. You know what I'm saying? A hundred
0: percent. I think a lot of that goes with, like, if you have a platform to use, you should use it well and use it wisely and not, like, kind of advocate, you know. like, unnecessary violence or, like, other kind of... Yeah. hundred um, percent.
1: I do also want to take the time to shout-out Star Money Click, uh, my manager, Todd Smith, Beat Punishers. Uh, shout-out Gucci Mane, Poo Shiesty, 1017 um shout out quality control qc and uh lil baby and all them they doing their thing over there so i really appreciate you having me on
0: i'm so glad that we had this little chat and i love that we kind of got deeper from the beginning in and out in and out all the way along so yeah
1: um i can't help it i'm sorry and i don't know if your listeners if they wanted something a little more crazy but i'm just i'm a deep person and that's what life's about do you so know what just,
0: it's the scorpio one yet. it's totally fine don't even worry about it i loved it so um <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, All man. Right,
1: awesome. Girl wasted. And, uh, thanks for having me on. If you want to look me up, it's uh, Ohio rapper on any platform, Snapchat, and then also he hate me sp on Instagram. But uh, my name is Sean Kane, twenty six Pythagoras. Thanks for having me on.
0: You're welcome, my love. Okay, guys, that was Pythagoras twenty six or even twenty six Pythagoras, and I will see you next Sunday. Thank you.